you love to eat as much as we do here on the Kevin and Taylor Show, you're going to love hearing the latest in the world World of of food. food. First, does this sound yummy for breakfast? A smoky maple chicken biscuit? Burger King is testing them out in Kansas City and Daytona Beach. Second, Chipotle is giving away free burritos every time a player on either team hits a three-pointer during the NBA Finals. Hmm. To get one, you'll have to text a keyword that they're tweeting out after every shot. And finally, in the world of food, your family may be asking, where's the beef soon? Have you been wondering why hamburgers, steaks, and other beef has gotten so expensive? Yes. It's the shrinking supply of cattle. It's the lowest in 10 years. After years of drought and cost increases, ranchers have been selling off their livestock, and so beef prices are up. No kidding. Yeah. I don't know about you, but I'm always grateful when uh, friends tip me off to, oh, you got to be on the alert for this scam or someone, you know, they're ripping people off by doing this. I just learned about a new one that you need to be aware of the next time you go to the grocery store. We'll talk about it next. Got a scam alert for you. I'm not even really 100% sure how this one works, Um, but this lady had to cancel like her credit cards and put a freeze on her debit cards and all kinds of stuff because of what happened to her in the grocery store. I was blown when you said there was a scam at a grocery store. That's kind of the last place I would expect one. She's walking through the store and this guy comes up to her and says, hey, let's say it's Bill's grocery store. Do you have the Bill's uh, grocery store app? On your phone? And she said, yeah, I do. And he, and he said, oh, great. Um, I need to help you with that. We're having a, he like convinced her to no. hand over her phone. And she Uh-oh. did. And, and somehow by just doing that, he got access to all of her accounts. Um, yeah. If your phone's open, it's. Yeah. So I, I don't, I don't know if it's, you, you hear of those things like where they can download from your phone to their phone or something. I don't, I have no idea what happened. But the guy just by saying like, hey, do you have the Bill's Grocery app? And the lady saying, oh, yes, I do. OK, I need to help you with that. Her handing him the phone and he'll just walk. I guess that guy will just, or people like that will walk around grocery stores till they Yikes. find someone. You know, all they need is one. <laughs> I got to tell my mom. Yeah. So everybody, if you're she doesn't, in the, You know what? She's not savvy enough to have a grocery store app on her phone. <laughs> <laughs> if you're Maybe in the store and someone asks you, do you have our app and they want your phone and you really think it's legit? Go like, hey, let's go to the customer service desk and figure this out and see That's what they do. That's a good do. idea. Or, yeah. you know, I think I really want to talk to a manager about this. Yeah. You know, you and know, if they go, I am the manager, go, really? <laughs> it is wild how dangerous it is with our phones. My husband read an article right before we went on a trip about um, just how much people can steal from your phone. Mm-hmm. And he didn't hold me to this rule, but he almost basically declared, you're not handing your phone to people to take a picture of us. Right. Because when it's unlocked right. and they run away with it, it's like it's unlocked, they, they right? just change immediately, change the password and mm-hmm. get into everything. Right. Right. So, but, but there you go. If you're in the grocery store and someone asks you about the app that the grocery store has, do not hand your phone over to them. Oh, Taylor, I just saw the most inspiring post uh, for moms and dads from a priest. This is going to encourage you today, mom and dad. I'll share it with you next. OK, so I just saw the most inspiring post from a priest online uh, about where he learned the most from God. He said it wasn't in seminary. He said, uh, we were very poor when I was growing up. I complained. My parents did not. My brother was mentally ill. I complained. My parents did not. Mm. My mom took care of my bedridden father for seven years. I complained. She did not. My parents lived a life filled with pure love. 
they knew more about God than I learned in seminary. Wow. That's How really about good. that? Yeah. Wow. So mom, dad, keep up the great job. Your kids, they're watching. Do you feel like you're a fairly well-informed parent? Well, we have a mini parenting pop quiz for you. Who is more vocal for the first year of their life? Boys or girls? What say you, Kev? Hmm, boys are most vocal. We have three girls and one boy. I'm going to say girls. Our, 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 in our house, our girls were. That's a thousand percent what I would have guessed. But believe it or not, baby boys tend to vocalize more in their first year than girls, according to this brand new comp- comprehensive study. Things like squeals, growls, and short baby words like ba and aga. Uh, <laughs> as babies grow, these sounds evolve into early words, phrases, and eventually full sentences. Now, this finding contradicts the long-held belief that girls have a consistent advantage over boys in language development. However, by the end of the second year... Girls far surpass boys, hmm. making 7% more sounds. Oh, and just a reminder, they they proved again with this research just how important baby talk is with your kids. Hmm. Yeah, but I just think our girls were way more. After the second year, they, yeah, they no, I mean, No, I'm saying in our house, like from the get-go, mm. they were way more, way more chatty. I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe, uh, maybe we need to roll tape and <laughs> go back and look. Hey, this is your guaranteed to put you in a good mood story of the day. Good news. You know that feeling when your child or a child in your life is sick and you just wish it could be you instead? You wish you could take it from them? Well, check out what this daddy did for his little girl. DeAndre lives in Chattanooga, Tennessee, and his little 11-year-old daughter, uh, she, he calls her Bree Bree, is going through stage four cancer. And because of the chemo... Sure enough, she had to go ahead and shave off what was left of her hair. So she's a little 11-year-old cue ball. So dad followed suit and surprised his daughter by shaving his head, even though he had been growing his dreads for nine years. Initially, before chemo even started, like, I'm with you every step of the way. Whatever happens, I'm going to be with you and I'm going to do whatever I can to be here to support you. If I tell them the story and how much people support you in it and the love and prayers you get from other people, that can probably help somebody that's also going through it. Can you imagine? (laughs) What a mature 11-year-old. And the video has gone viral, of course, of dad surprising her. And really, there's there's not many words. It's just a very tender moment between a dad mm. and his daughter. Wow. Way to go, Dad. That is awesome. Hey, how do you react when someone says something mean to you? Coming up, see how you feel about this Harvard etiquette expert's advice on how to respond in just three words. How do you react when someone says something mean to you? You know, an insulting joke or even a playful little insult. I think I'm like most people. I don't react in the moment, but about an hour later, I think of the perfect response. (laughs) (laughs) A lot of people believe if you don't respond, you might be inviting more insults. And uh, we would love to know how you feel about this. Uh, A Harvard etiquette expert's advice on how to respond. Uh, She claims that if you find yourself on the receiving end of a sassy remark or a rude put down, Mm -hmm. you can counter it with kindness and class with three words. And the way you say it is it's all in how you say right. it. Can I can I guess what they are? Sure. Well, bless your heart. <laughs> That's four words. Oh, well, then just 
Bless your heart. <laughs> um, I do not think I could ever pull this off, uh, but it is. She says, this is an etiquette expert from Harvard. You just go, are you okay? And you have to say it really nice. It can't be short or sharp. You have to be really sincere. But she says those three words can signal that even if you don't take the comment personally, you really didn't appreciate it. And when they realize you come from a place of care because you realize they're hurt people, hurt people. um, She said it works. And she said it's also important to show that person that they don't have any power over you with their rude comments. Okay, so you have to say with empathy, not like, are you okay? Yeah, you can't do that. <laughs> that doesn't work. And don't follow it with, what's wrong with you? <laughs> no. <laughs> I just don't think I would be have the uh, emotional intelligence to nuance it, nuance it in the moment when I'm being wounded emotionally. To like sincerely just go, right. hey, you are you okay? Is everything okay? I don't, I don't think I, I could do it sincerely. That would be Because I'm be so hard. wounded. I'm so hurt in the moment <laughs> by the comment that, yeah. When you go on vacation, you sometimes maybe do things just because it's a tradition. And like everyone does it. Like everyone rubs the foot of that statue. Or everyone licks, is it licking the Blarney Stone or something like that? <laughs> There's they, some kind of... They tricked you into doing that. You've been punked Irish style. <laughs> it's kissing the Blarney well, Stone. Well, <laughs> I, I, it's kissing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, sorry, I got it mixed up. Well, I came across one of those like, yeah, this is what you do on vacation in this location. And I, I had that dilemma of do I do it or not? Okay. And I'd love for you to put yourself in this situation okay. And think through, would you do it in just a minute? Licking the Blarney Stone. You've been <laughs> McPunked. <laughs> when you're on vacation, are you like, oh, we got to do what the locals do? I mean, this is the thing. We're here. We're going to kiss the Blarney Stone. We're going to rub our the statue on the foot of the statue or whatever it is. Uh, well, my husband and I went to uh, a country called Slovenia, which is, they say it's kind of like if Switzerland and Italy had a baby. And we were doing this panoramic mountain trail like and each you know stop it told you about that area there was like a little placard Mm -hmm. well we got to one of them and they called it the river of life i'm like wow what's this and we read the little english you know because they had in all these different languages we read the english part and it said uh the healing water that heals and treats every physical disease it's like wow wonder if there's anything to that right Cannonball. (laughs) (laughs) So we get there to this, um, I can't pronounce it in Slovene, but it's called the Vir Slivenja or something like that. The Vir Slivenja. It's a rock (laughs) with a spigot coming out. Yeah. And all the rock and the water all around it is this rust color. And I was like, and Glenn goes, uh uh, I'm not drinking that. And I had read on one of the things that it it tastes funny, that it's not going to hurt you, but it tastes funny. Well, I put it in my hands and the water's not rusty looking. It just looks like clear water. water. Mm-hmm. So what would you do? Would you drink the water? The water's clear. Mm-hmm. The rock and everything around it is bright rust colored. Would I basically asked people on social media, would you do it or not? And it was so funny to see the responses. Mm-hmm. It was like divided. But a lot of people were like, no way would I do that. And then other people are like, sure, I'll try it. I'll, it's, hey, if it's the fountain, if it'll heal diseases and it's the fountain of youth, why not? <laughs> hey, the sign said so. <laughs> They'd never be wrong on a sign, right? <laughs> so, what do you, uh, do you, do you want to guess in a minute what you think I did 
And what Glenn did? Sure, sure. And I have okay. some real life experience with this. I can share. Like, oh, okay. I've been faced with this decision before. And okay. I had a very fast and definitive answer. I'll tell you what my answer yeah, was. Yeah, and but. if you want to weigh in on would you drink from this water, this rusty looking wa- spigot area that claims it heals every disease, give us a call. Grace, so you come, you stumble upon this little spigot, rusty water, looks like it's coming out, and it claims that it heals every disease. What would you do? I will drink it because it shouldn't kill me. So I'll drink it. How do you know it wouldn't kill you? You don't know that. They they wrote it there. I'm sure people have been doing it. People that are curious. So I'll do it. You know what I want next to the sign? You know how you go in a restaurant and they have the health inspection score? I want a rating next to this little spigot. The water's partly cloudy today, so maybe not. Yeah, well, um, we got up to the spigot and Glenn was a hard no. Yeah. No way. And I put the water in my hands and when I saw the water was clear i i lifted my cupped hands to my mouth and went and then i went it tasted really bad (laughs) glenn said i sounded Mm. like the a vocal version of the kathy cartoon where she would go yeah i would have been like glenn a very quick swift there there wouldn't even be a decision i mean no 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 um and i have real life experience with this years and years and years ago uh, we were doing a great work with a charity was going to provide a water filtration systems for third world countries. And to demonstrate to us how great these filtration systems were, someone went down. There's a creek around the corner from the radio station, and it's gross. It's disgusting. They brought in this nasty water from the creek, put it through their filtration system, and gave everyone cups to drink. And I wouldn't do it. I didn't touch it. I was like, no, that's okay. <laughs> and there was, guys, there was so much pressure in that moment. Because they really wanted us to experience it, I was like, I don't need to. I don't need to drink the dirty, filtered water to appreciate what's going right. on. I don't need to do that. Yeah. And we had a wonderful fundraiser, and I did not drink the water. And I, that, that is, that's just ingrained in my head. Like, like it's even yeah. a joke when you go to like you know Mexico. Don't drink the water. This was flowing from a stream, and yeah, mm-hmm. there was rust all around from the minerals. But it and it it didn't taste good. Yeah, and there's uh, but. If you catch my drift, there's a bear just upstream from there. (laughs) (laughs) And I've been fine since. I don't notice that like suddenly diseases in my body are healed. Oh, they'll take a little while, you know, to ferment and stuff. (laughs) 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 To multiply and grow. So this guy just completed an epic walk. His name is Christian Lewis. And he just finished an 8,700-mile hike. It took him six years. Mm. And his life is completely transformed during that time. He um, was on the verge of becoming homeless for the second time. He had um, had a lot of, um, you know, like PTSD from being a paratrooper mm-hmm. in, from Wales. Wow. And so he left with 12 bucks in his pocket and started hiking and fast forward to today six years later he fell in love while he was hiking huh and he has a wife and a little baby son named magnus oh and he said were there a tight-knit little group she continued hiking with them and uh, they've raised all kinds of money to help with um you know people who have served in the military with ptsd Coming up, do you wish you could get your kids to open up more? Maybe this will help. Do you wish you could get your kids to open up more? Maybe after a long day at school when you ask, how was your day? The answer is fine. 
Wait, or, you, whoa, you get an answer? Yeah. <laughs> wow, or, uh, what maybe, are you doing to get a fine? <laughs> right. Or maybe even uh, you try an open-ended question with your littles and you say, what did you learn at school today? And they go, nothing. Well, a woman who's a mom of young kids and a parenting expert has some questions you can try instead to get your kids to open up. Now, she says, don't do all of these. They're just going to feel like attacked. Hmm. But you can pick a couple of these. Um who got into trouble today? That's because young kids love snitching on other kids. Um, if, if, but if my mom would have asked me that, I would have gone like, why? What, yeah. did, you, what did you hear? <laughs> did my teacher call? Is there any incriminating it was, right. evidence? It wasn't yeah. me. It, whatever you heard, it was not me. You can ask, uh, what made you smile today? What made you laugh? Who did you help today? Who helped you? What made your teacher smile? What made your teacher frustrated? Hmm. And this mom also added, kids are often really tired and hungry when they first come out of school or, you know, in this case, this time of year, maybe it's summer camp. Mm -hmm. So she recommends leaving it an hour after school to ask any questions just to allow your kids to decompress and chill. Hmm. So don't just start peppering them with questions the minute they get in the car. That's true. But parents are so they they so want to know. When mom says, how was your day, honey? That's not, that's not a, how you doing the like bill from accounting that you pass in the hall. No, not at all. Mom really wants to know, how was your day? Tell me every little detail. Did you make a new friend? Did you learn something new? Right. Right? That's what you want. But apparently if you wait about an hour, give them a snack, they're Mm. way more likely to open up. Social media back in the news today with a parent. I don't know if you heard about this. They're suing tech companies like, uh, like Meta and companies like that over what it's the effect that social media is having on our kids. I wonder about the effect it's having on everybody, not just kids, but on us too. Let's talk about that next. We're talking about social media and a lot of parents are are up in arms so much so that they're, uh, they're suing companies like Meta and I guess uh, you know, TikTok. Facebook, TikTok, all these mm-hmm. other ones saying that because of the harmful effects, the addictive nature of it, um, they're suing these companies hoping, I think it's, it's not monetary, they're hoping to affect some change here. And I read something today that speaks to this and it talked about social media and what this constant feed of Information, information, information does to us. Um, Here's the quote. The frivolous and the serious blend together coming at you so fast that you aren't allowed to get bored. And you also don't get to get a chance to have a handle on what's happening in the world or in your heart. And that Mm. is so true. Uh, And when you think of like young, impressionable minds, they can't really sort out what's important, what's not important. All of a sudden, everything's an emotional 10. We haven't even mentioned yet the AI that's going to be happening soon with the election coming up and you're going to see all kinds of fakery going on online and you've got to really have your wits about you to be able to know what's real and what's not. And then with it all coming at you like this, oh, here's a puppy, here's a recipe, here's a video of some politician doing something you never expect them to do. Wait a minute, is that real? I don't know. Let me go back and look at the puppy again. You know what I mean? It's all so fast. That we can't, our brains just aren't meant to handle that much that fast. Yeah, so often I'm like, I can't do this as an adult. I don't know how the kids are handling right, it. Right. So it'll be fascinating what happens with these 2,000 families and how these lawsuits go and if it if it creates any change. It, I think we had talked about this on the show a couple of months ago. There are some kids, it's not many, that are just switching back to the old flip phones and trying to get away from social media. Here's what I'd like to know. Mom and dad and and uh, 
and maybe not just for your kids, but for you, are you good at knowing like, okay, this is frivolous and I am not going to spend any more time on this? Or do you get sucked in and like, oh, look at this puppy. Look at this video of a donkey. Isn't this funny? And before you know it, it's three hours worth of looking at videos of chickens or kitchen hacks and and stuff that you you did not wake up going like, I really want to know this today. But that's what you spent your entire day doing. Are you good at, are you getting better at, or do you need to get better at sorting through the frivolous and the stuff that you really need to know to be a functioning person in society? How's it going with you and your family? Hey, Marie, we're doing okay. So we're talking about social media and how information comes at you so quick and it's tough to decipher what's frivolous, what's serious. And before you know it, you've just gone through so much of a blend of both of them that hours have passed. Now, are you and your family good at getting a handle on that? Yeah, you know something? I don't get on social media. Well, I don't get on social media much to just like scroll. I do try to get on between 9 and 11 to do posts only for my business um but you know if i stay on there for a few minutes i have to have boundaries and get myself off Mm, good for you good for you i do find myself that if i get on there i will have time go by and Mm -hmm. i've just been sitting there doing nothing scrolling Mm. scrolling 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 yeah and yeah i gotta be like like she said i gotta be set a timer i guess is what we all need to do set an alarm you know here's what happens to me okay trace and i are we're sitting in the living room watching the news and she'll go, uh, hey, I'm going to I'm going to get up and, and let the dogs out. And she gets up for a minute. What do I do? I grab my phone and I start looking at stuff mm-hmm. on my phone. You know what I mean? It's just it's we like don't, a, it's like we don't know how to be still anymore. Right. It's a habitual go to that's just ridiculous. And like this quote said that really made it go for me was like a wow moment. So much of it is frivolous. And I don't want to spend my time on frivolous stuff. Yet that's what social media. Ninety percent of it is just frivolous garbage to quote Seinfeld. It's just so much fluff. Right. Exactly. (laughs) But, but like she said, she gets on and posts. So she's putting the fluff business. She's putting the fluff out there. Mm -hmm. And I do the same thing. I'm like Mr. Fluff. I, I do the daily Marco. I post a picture of my dog every day. People tend to, they seem to love it, but it just adds to the noise, right? It's just more, it's more frivolous fluff. Hey, how do you feel about airplane food? I mean, Nowadays, it's a big deal if you get a teeny bottle of water and some crackers. But for those flights where they do feed you, are you curious to know what food and drink items airline employees avoid on planes? Mm, yeah, let's hear it. Uh, first clue, many employees bring their own food for the flight. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah. uh, you taught me this one, Kev, because you and Tracy had a really dear friend that was a flight attendant, many avoid coffee and tea huh. because uh, they don't know how often they clean the pipes Ugh. on those airplanes. It's not really regulated. Ugh. That tap water could be dirty. Uh, they avoid alcohol because the last thing you want is to be dehydrated on a flight. And they don't eat steaks or fillets because they're almost always overcooked. No kidding. Oh, huh. I've never been offered a steak on an airplane uh, I, I'm not sure how this conversation with our producer is going to go because he said his kids are creating sleep deprivation in his life. That's what they're there <laughs> for. <Griff. laughs> Find out what's going on next. So, uh, Griff, I'm kind of surprised to hear the kids are causing you to lose sleep because I thought they were past those years where they'd be like, Mom, Dad. No, the, the issue sleep. is it, they're staying out too late. 
It's like they're teenagers. <laughs> what? Yeah. You know, now that it's summertime, yeah. I'm very thankful. They have some friends like in our on our street that they play with all the time. Oh, mm-hmm. that's so, so special. Uh, and the kids are all in summer mode. They want to play late into okay. the night and mm-hmm. Then they want to catch fireflies yeah. at night, which you have to wait until it's almost dark. Can't play flashlight tag right. when it's light when out. When it's light out, yeah. So, yeah. I mean, you're pushing 8, 30, 9 o'clock. And during the school year, these are kids that go to bed at 7, 30, or 8, mm. which means I get to kind of start going to bed around 8 o'clock. <laughs> yeah. Now they're staying out till 8, 30, or 9, and I'm struggling. I'm on the couch, like, trying to stay awake, and <laughs> it's a lot. I'm like, Sarah, we can't be doing this every night. Like, this yeah. Catching fireflies is going to have to be a special occasion. Special, yeah, it can't be every night. Go yeah. like a Friday night thing, maybe so. Sa- yeah. or Saturday night. Yeah, I, I think that'll probably burn itself out within a few days. Anyway, you think so? Don't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I know, we, we're just intended. at the start of summer, <laughs> but so. they'll have other stuff that they'll want to do. Yeah, go to the pool at night, or uh-huh. yeah. you know where my brain went? I was like, I almost well, to say it. I was like. You could teach them that that's cruel to the fireflies. So we're not going to do that anymore. Oh, yeah. We're just going to take pictures with daddy's phone of the fire. Well, no, you don't want to do that because that keeps them up late, too. But anyway, somehow you can <laughs> figure something out. The fireflies don't like it. Yeah, we don't want to do that to them. <laughs> we need to go to bed. That's rough. I'm just I'm tired, man. Aww. Yeah, I think, you know, my kids are growing now and I would love to go back to one of those firefly days. So. I would keep that in mind too that they're not yeah. it's not going to last forever it's just a season and, <laughs> and it really it's a gift it really is it really is I mean chasing fireflies with the kids and now my wife is pining for grandkids to go and do that with, right because <laughs> it would just be weird to ask your 22 year old daughter hey you want to catch fireflies <laughs> <laughs> so I I say enjoy it while it lasts enjoy it Griff. You have those people in your life, they can like solve any problem, like whether it's like a mechanical thing that something has to be fixed or an issue. That's my mom. Hmm. Um, and I think I just made her really proud. Hmm. I am wearing toothpaste on my leg. And I'll tell you why in just a minute, because I'm a problem solver. I'm wearing toothpaste on my leg why? because I'm a problem solver. And I really think if I call my mom right now. She'd be very proud of me because she, I call her MacGyver. She can fix anything, Jimmy rig anything. Is this uh, one of She's those? She's amazing. One of those, uh, uh, I don't know, life hacks where you, you stop a run in your hose uh, <laughs> with n- toothpaste or something. It's nothing to do. I'm, no, I don't know if anyone wears pantyhose anymore. I don't know. But, um, what was it that would stop those? Nail polish, clear nail polish. That's right. Yeah. yeah. So here's the deal. Mosquitoes love me. I mean, I'm talking, I am the juiciest most delicious treat to any mosquito and so i was working out in the yard i got a mosquito bite and i don't know if i have some kind of allergy because remember like was it like a year ago when i got a yellow jacket sting and Mm -hmm. i had no idea i was allergic yeah Um, so i there's something with me and bugs because if i get a mosquito bite it's gonna last like it's gonna itch like two weeks it's gonna get slow swollen red so i've been itching 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 all throughout the show and i'm like what am i gonna do i forgot to bring my benadryl cream no calamine lotion and then all of a sudden it hit me toothpaste i keep toothpaste here at the radio station and i dabbed a little on itch is gone it works no kidding yeah yeah, now, I feel sure very proud of myself. Or is it placebo? No, it works. All right, think about that spot right now. Does it itch? No, it does not. Think about it harder. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to reverse placebo you. <laughs> so if you're like me and you keep toothpaste and a toothbrush at your at your desk at work because you like to brush your teeth after you eat something, uh-huh. uh, and you get a mosquito bite, you're good. Uh-huh. Just put a little toothpaste on there, you're, good you're to go. So I, I thought it'd be fun to swap stories of like, do you have a hack? 
like that. Like I, I'm gonna never forget, Kev, when a listener taught me um, you can put uh, preparation H under your eyes if you're if you cry, hmm. and that way when you wake up in the morning, you won't have puffy eyes. Huh. So if you have a good hack like that, feel free to give us a call. Hey, Janet, we're swapping life hacks. What do you have? Yeah, so the best hack for ant bites, like if you get those red ant bites or your kids get ant bites, is either dilute ammonia or the, the famous glass plus. Everybody has glass plus that has ammonia in it. You can spray it. So this is like daily chemistry working for you. The wow, like uh, acid. the dad in my big the truck ammonia, wedding. Yeah, put a little Windex on it. Yeah, the ammonia uh, neutralizes the acid because it's an alkaline and it stops the, the burning. That's so good to know.